Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. Tonight's episode, Joe admits he's wrong and Tom admits Joe is wrong. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And we're back. We're back. So we are going to do a consistent podcast. We're going to try to, at yep. least. I mean, things happen. But, yeah, stuff happens. Uh, what we're planning on doing is we're recording on Friday nights, and then we'll have a Saturday morning release. So there you go. You can look forward to a new uh, Joe and Tom podcast, Average Joe's podcast, on Saturday mornings. Yeah. We actually just did a an unboxing of the new unmatched Cobble and Fog. Yeah, it's not, like I say, we don't think you can call it an expansion because it's a standalone game, but it's in the unmatched universe, I guess. Is very, very saying. cool miniatures. Yeah, a lot of uh, interesting interactions in Cobble and Fog because all the characters are from London literature or England literature, English literature. Um, and the characters are Invisible Man, Dracula, Jack- Jekyll and Hyde, and Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and the Invisible Man is really cool how they sculpted yeah. that. So, I mean, it looks like he's an invisible guy. Yeah, I mean, it's there's very no cool. mold there. And I'll be honest, I played the game once. My the game the version I played it was Bruce Lee versus Robin Hood. I was Robin Hood. I got murderized as Robin Hood because I couldn't get away from Did Bruce Lee. Did you get murdered with the 1-inch punch? Probably. Okay. I don't remember quite honestly. So, I've only played the game once. I like skirmish games, but what I really like about this game is the miniatures. And yep. I'm out of stuff to paint for now until we play Clank again. Oh no, can... sir! I have oh, no, many, no. many boxes. I, can I pull see down. that, but I'm just saying that I want to finish the Clank stuff because I'm doing the Clank Legacy characters. That's true. I also have two other boxes of Clank you Legacy do. that you could just take with you. I could and start painting. I could, especially that big, cool dinosaur-looking dude. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of fun. So. Yeah. But I want to finish the ones that we're playing with as as our char- our characters. Oh, I just switched with. characters, so you're gonna have to paint that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because I already did Joe Dwarven. Yeah. Well, this is Joe Joe Dwarven on steroids. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll it's like in- Arnold. We'll look into it. Without, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he was on steroids, but I'm just saying. Ah, uh, you know what? It was the '70s, man. Yeah, he's probably I'm on thinking steroids. He was on steroids yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's on steroids now. No, not now. Probably kill him. Yeah, more than likely. So, but. Yeah. Anyway, so what have you gotten anything other than well, obviously, unmatched? Yeah, unmatched. That's I think that is actually no. I did buy. Um, I bought something else, and I'm trying desperately to remember what it was. Is it your Funko addiction? No, those are, I I actually stayed away from the Funkos. Wow. Um, but I cannot remember what I did buy because I can see where it's sitting on the stack, but I cannot remember what the game is. So I did buy right. something. But you bought a game. I did. Whoa. When I bought Unmatched. This is a completely different thing. Yeah. Well, occasionally it's I like insane. to buy games. insane. Occasionally I do like to buy games. I just placed an order with Miniature Market. Yeah, I was hearing you talk about that, so you well, go through what you... I ordered, um, which comes out on Sunday, Villainous Oh, the Marvel, Marvel game, yeah. I am on the fence on that. You, and you go ahead and play it with us. I will play it. Don't get me wrong, and I'll play it. See what you think. But as far as buying it goes, the reason that I'm a little on the fence about it, and I think I've told you this before, is because it is not compatible with the ones that are out right now. And I don't understand how come they couldn't do that. Well, I think we'll have to play it and see why it's not compatible. Right. And I think you can make it compatible if you probably stretch it a little and mash it a little. We'll see. I will play it. Don't get me wrong. I'm considering buying it. 
Maybe it's too overpowered. I don't know. It we'll find be. out. That's probably what it is. It, but then I was also thinking after I heard that they were doing the Marvel version of it that technically now they could do a Hamilton version. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton is now a Disney property. But yeah. who would the villain? You could only really have one villain, and that's Aaron Burr. Although I suppose technically you could make Hamilton into the villain if you wanted to. He could be a princess. Well, I think technically Eliza He'd be is the a, bad guy. Eliza is a princess. Burr would be the good guy. Yeah, history says you're, you're playing it. You're playing as the villain, right? That's what I'm and saying. And then those darned heroes are trying to just thwart your your so plan. Hamilton would actually have to be the hero, and and yeah, you'd and play as Burr. Burr would be the villain, correct? Yep. Um, but then I think, but that's only two characters I can think of that would be. So then I don't know what else you'd do unless you did Rent or something like that. But then who's the villain in Rent? It'd be a number of the man. Well, yeah, and I that and I can't remember his name, but yeah, Tay Diggs played the character in the Broadway version and the movie, I think too. Um, but I don't think Rent is actually a Disney product, so probably not. Yeah. So I don't know what else. I suppose Lion King, but there's already Lion King villains. There's uh, yeah, the Scar. Scar. Yeah. They don't have Pirates of the Caribbean yet. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you could have uh, the old... Jack Sparrow would be the well, he'd be the hero. The hero, obviously, yep. he's the hero. And Orlando and then you Bloom could have be one of the heroes. Yep, you could have. Oh, there's I so many villains his, yeah. in there. You could have Davy Jones. Davy Jones Davy would be Jones a really would be cool big, miniature. Yeah, he'd be a good hero. Yeah, because you could make him a couple different ways. Yeah, it'd be the the tentacle. Face. You'd have to have I mean, you'd just have to yeah. do it. You could have the governor, whatever that character is. Yep. He could be one of the villains. So you could probably Davy make Jones a, would be really cool, though. You could probably make a four villain version of of uh, of. Oh, Pirates you could just do a set of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. 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 So. But that's so yeah, you're that's welcome, Disney. I, we just gave you, you an go. idea. Yep. So uh, you probably already had. Royals can be sent to Average Joe's Gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what else did you order? You know that's a great question. Uh, I ordered the Hero Hero Realms. Okay. Um, the new stuff that just came out. Yep. So Which it was I like four or five packs. Think I just got as a, a Kickstarter a set. Yeah. Like the base game. Yep. So I, I ordered all of that because that was fairly cheap, and I'm a Hero Realms nut. Yeah. I also ordered the collector's box for Hero Realms. Okay. Which I don't know why, <laughs> but I did. I think I did that for uh, um, for Star Realms because I have Star Realms big box. Yep, I do. But too. I, I kickstarted their last thing, which also comes with a deluxe big box for Hero Realms for for Star for Realms. Star Realms, okay. So now I'm gonna have two big Star Realm boxes. Yeah. See, I only got the so one. I don't know. I only got the one. I'm weird. Um, and but I, I, that was I one of my last Kickstarters that I got was the Hero Realms stuff that you just said you got. So, well, there might have been a couple other things in there. I guess yeah. we'll find out when they come. Exactly. But yeah, um, and then I just heard from Deepwater Games that Floor Plan is shipping out this Friday. That looks like a really cool game. Um, and then uh, Sovereign Skies. Deluxe Edition. That one looks fun, too. Is shipping out next yeah. week. So there's a good chance that we might actually have some more games next to, week. To play or give away or both? Uh, well, the, I, I ordered three copies of Floor Plan. Ah, okay. So we will for sure have a copy or two to give away on the podcast. Okay. But on the other hand, we will be giving away games on the podcast. Right. But I also want to save some of the inventory of what I buy for... Extra life. There you go. So, yep, that's yeah. gonna be fun. So we are. That's our other news. 
is we will be doing an Extra Life event. We do understand that COVID is a very serious deal. It hasn't gone away. Um, but we also notice that there's less people doing it um, yeah. because of that. Right. And, and we feel that that makes the need more for these children that are sick and injured and, or, and in these yeah. hospitals. And so it's, it's a greater need now. And so we're, we're going to do an event. Uh, we, we've got a hall. Um, we're also going to do an online presence, and uh, and then we're we've got one store for sure that's going to help out at their location. Um, I got to work some details out with him, and then we will announce that later on. Okay. Uh, but yeah, well, we're pretty excited about it. I've got some games. Uh, we're going to do like a social distance yeah. masks. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to make them required or mandatory or, you know, I know yeah, it's the same thing, yeah. but, or optional. Right. Um, so we'll just have to discuss that well, and we'll, see what honestly, November brings. I mean, say, you'll have three, to see four what, months from now. What's going on during, you know, with this whole COVID thing then. So, so uh, but we are, we're going to take precautions, but we do want to, to do some fundraising for that. Yep. So, and we'll have ways that you can get involved. Yep. And in yeah, if you want to join our team, make your own team. You know, that's the big thing about Extra Life is there's so many people that can do it, and you don't have to join somebody's team. You can create your own team, do your local hospital. And that's another thing is if you donate to our team but want to donate to your local hospital, it works that way too. You can still do it. Yep. Yep. So uh, it's just a very cool program. It uh, So we are raising money for the Sioux Falls Sanford Children's Hospital. Correct. And uh, all the money stays local here for, for us. Um, so I already donated, actually. Um, I'll probably continue to donate, and if we get a second stimulus check, um, I'm probably going to donate some more of that yeah. too. There you go. Uh, but uh, that's it's just one thing that I, I really do enjoy, and I know I said uh, in the podcast before that I was going to kind of steer clear from it, but there's less people doing it right now, and so I feel yeah. the need. Well, and a lot of conventions, including Average Joe's first yep. ever convention, had to be postponed, canceled, yeah. whatever. This can take the place of that a little bit. Yeah. It'll probably be as at a grand of a scale, but it'll still be a lot of fun, and it'll be a way for people to hopefully safely get together. 24 hours of gaming. And game face-to-face for 24 hours. Yes. Which, so. having done it, I think, three years in a row now. Makes this your, is my third year. Yeah, yeah. makes your uh, Sunday the following, that following Sunday, you just you don't count on watching football, don't count on seeing anything on TV or doing anything with friends. Yep. You're going to sleep. So are you coming over that Sunday to play games? No, probably not. Oh. Unless you do them at like 7 o'clock at night, and even then I think I'd still be pretty close to wanting to go to bed and go to sleep. Hey, if you've done the 24-hour thing, you know what it's like. (laughs) I have. And I'm not getting any younger. I actually did it last year um, because we did ours in June. Yeah. And so I did the 24-hour deal. And then I did a birthday party. Oh, that's that right. Sunday. I do remember you had. The so birthday I party. was exhausted come Monday for work. I had been cast in a small role in a movie, in just like you an did. extra role. Uh, what movie was that? I don't remember the name of it at this point. To be perfectly honest with you, I know it got shot, but I get a call at about two in the afternoon. Hey, Tom, are you coming down to the church? Because we were going to shoot in a church, and I said, you know what? I really can't. I can first of all completely forgot about it, and second of all. I am in no condition to do anything <laughs> other than sleep right now. And he understood. And like I say, it wasn't like a Did paid you have game. lines? No, or were you just supposed to be no, a guy sleeping a, in church? A, I could have been a guy sleeping in church. I said, unless you want my character to be a guy sleeping in church. Yeah, I'm not. I can't do it. I just don't. It, I, would not, I would not have been comfortable 
in my art, I guess. I don't know. It would have been a kind of a bad performance. So yeah. I couldn't do it. And so, uh, and I feel bad. I wanted to help him out. And well, you've actually been in, been in a couple things. Uh, well, you've been in one movie that I saw. Which one was that? That was the one where you were. Uh, oh, the hotel, a hotel guy. guy. Yeah, that was. Um, well, I can't remember the name of that movie, but it was kind it's of on good. Amazon. It was on, no, I don't think it is anymore. I think they're starting to take those off now. Unfortunately. Oh wow! But I was also in another one. Um, well, if you search for Tom Cleberad on IMDb, you might you'll find actually it. find it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was in a movie called Class President, but all you see in that is me walking quickly past the main character, and then you see my right arm holding a microphone with my watch, hmm. and that's it. That's all you see. But I mean, I have a credit in the movie. So oh, there well, you go. There you go. And that one actually was filmed locally, and got some notice. It got suppressed. And well, and you have a buddy that you were in the movie with. That yeah. The, the main character in the movie that you were the, yeah, that I watched. Yeah. He's, and he was in downsizing. He was in downsizing. He was also in Nebraska. And okay. he actually he went down to be an extra in Nebraska. And the guy who directed the movie was Al, uh, and Alexander. Can't remember his name. The guy who directed the movie. Hamilton? No. Um, <laughs> said, you know what? I'm going to give you some lines and make you a character in the show, in the movie. And so he was actually one of the brothers of his, of uh, Will Arnett's character. Oh, or wow. Or one of his cousins. I think it was Will Arnett or was it, uh, no, it was not Will Arnett. It was, uh, it's a Saturday Night Live actor anyway. I mean, I can't, and Bruce Darn was in it. No, not Will Ferrell. Bruce Darn was in it. Uh, but anyway, and then, so when it came time to do um, downsizing, he said, hey, I want you in downsizing, and he had to go up to Canada to shoot. So, and that was and with Matt Damon. With Matt, and he was in a scene with Matt Damon. Yep. So, and I went and actually saw the movie when he was there at the movie, and he didn't know I was there. So that was just kind of fun. I got to yep. give him some creep down a little it. bit. I did. Like this kid, I went to college with. So, yep. Hey, remember me? I'm sniffing your neck. Yeah, I'm saying. There you go. Yeah, that's what I was doing. No, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, I haven't done any acting in quite a while, but I, I want to get back into it a little bit. Well, you did. Uh... Oh, did the play, um, the uh, Amish Project. Yeah, but you also did something else. It was uh, the ones with the girls. Amish Project. That was Amish Project, yeah. Where the I was one a professor. Where, the that was got, Amish Project? Yeah, the girls got shot in the school. I thought it was Little Women. No, that no. was Amish Project. You did one that was Little Women, too. Uh, it was a retake. Oh, one. no, no. Yes, I did that. The the That was a... Uh, I can't think of what that was called. Uh, but it yeah. wasn't like no, a play. it was a comedy. It was a... It was a yeah. Theater, there right? we go. Yeah. Oh, and then I did do. I did. You were a, a German dude. Yeah, I did. And, and I, I really enjoyed that. That was fun. And then I did the um, the mothers the motherhood play too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where I got to swear on stage for the first time. Yeah. That was pretty fun. It was a little awkward too. No. No, really it wasn't. After we got after we got through rehearsals, and my first very first line is dropping the f bomb on stage. So it's wow. like cool. I get to do that. Yeah, I played a... But a, Tom has a problem doing that on radio because he used to be oh, I, a professional If there's a microphone DJ. in front of me, I cannot swear. Yeah. And if I'm... Or you're a radio personality, I was. I guess. And I work on the phone now, so, I mean, I have to be real careful yeah. about... I can't hang up with a customer and accidentally not hang up and say something bad about him, so... Yeah, he's still on the phone. You friggly do. Yeah, and then they... What did you just say? Nothing. Nothing. I, I threats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm very careful about that kind of thing. But so, what am I? I, I did want to get cast in another show that I actually I think it was in the running for where the guys they swore on stage all the time. It was like this. I don't know why that's a thing, but a lot of actors like to do it. So, mm. 
Probably because you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Yeah. yeah. I got to kiss on it's stage the one time. Fruit. That was pretty cool. Wow. Well, was, was, was it with another guy? No. It was, oh. a, it was a woman. And it was in Greece. I don't know if you was ever... it a woman that looks like a guy? No, she was actually really attractive. Oh. She did wow. warn me she did warn me on opening night that her dad and her husband were in the audience. <laughs> she said her husband won't care because he knows the deal, but her yeah. dad's probably gonna stand up and make fun of you know, yell something. Yeah. I think she was just teasing me, but it was still pretty funny. So Yeah. He didn't yell, he he, he cocked his gun. No, no, he was <laughs> he never he didn't It was the quietest moment in the theater yeah. and it was just yeah. Well, if you've seen Greece, I, I can't follow the scene. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you've seen Greece, I played the character of Vince Fontaine, who's the sleazy disc jockey during okay. the sock hop, and he meets up with one of the pink ladies and and begins to make out with her, and then gets caught because the whole crowd parts, and I'm, we're sitting there in one of the corners just kissing away, and it was kind of neat. I'd never done that before on stage, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. But I have said, speaking of kissing a guy, the other part that I would really what? like to play. Okay. This is apropos of nothing. I'll okay. admit it. Okay. And I don't know why we're talking about this when this is a gaming podcast, but what the Who heck? Who cares? Yeah. So anyway, there's a the play rent, which we actually did talk about earlier in conjunction with the game. So mm-hmm. it kind of comes around circle. Has a character named Tom Collins. When okay. I saw that play, the first character I thought of as a character I would love to play is Tom Collins. And Tom Collins is the kind of homeless professor who falls in love with Mimi, not Mimi. Um, yeah, it is Mimi, the the trans the transgender dude. Okay. Who does the really cool stop song about the dog and stuff. Anyway, um, yes, there's a kissing scene between them. And, and you my, wanted to do that. I, well, because the songs he sings are so cool. I just love the music that he performs in the show. And I, so I said, well, I have to kiss a dude. And I said, well... Have you seen the movie? Because the guy who plays the character in the movie is not that bad looking when he's dressed up as a woman. So, you know, whatever. I, said, <laughs> I think we I just said, learned a new level of Tom. Well, and I said, you know what? The other thing is, it would be acting. Yeah. When it I is, was, It is acting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious. Your favorite song, Dude Looks Like a Lady? Huh? By uh, Aerosmith? Which one? Dude Looks Like a Lady? No. Are you sure? Which is actually ironic because Steven Tyler from Aerosmith looks like a lady. Not yeah. It anyway. wasn't that the premise of the song? I don't remember. I've honestly never seen it. I, another story about, again, I don't know where we're going with this, but Aerosmith. My we're son, going far left field. Yeah, my son used to work for a band called Judd Who's, and they played the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally every year. And one day, he's at the bar helping him, because he didn't sound and lights for him. So he's helping set up the sound and lights, and he's out on the porch of one of the bar, whatever bar it was they were setting up at, and his person rides up on a motorcycle and gets off the bike and he thinks wow that's a really old lady for riding a bike and you know a big old harley and the person gets up off the bike comes up on the porch and it's steven tyler oh geez. just like a grandma that's he awesome said it was amazing he said i thought it was a woman at first then i realized it was steven tyler and that was pretty cool too but yeah it's just like that guy looks like a chick. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah, he does. Dude looks like a lady. So anyway. Nope. All right. So you ordered. Okay. Now we're off. We're back off the tangent. Back to gaming. Tangents? What are those? I know. All right. No, we're back to gaming. So. Uh, that's, I don't know. That's that's You're, about all I so ordered. So acquisition's a little um, low. Well, I did get in a new Kickstarter. Oh, that's right. You were talking uh, about that. Dized, yeah. which is an yeah. awesome interactive app to help teach people board games yeah and it also is a an online thing to do quick rule lookup and it's just it's a really cool program um so i i, I believed wholeheartedly in it i downloaded their f- few tutorials that they gave out for free there was yeah. uh blood rage i remember yeah. um 
Oh, uh, the Penguin game. Ice Cool. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then King Domino. Yeah, the three that they King gave Domino's away the one we actually looked at when we yes, were playing. Yes, that's what we use. We actually yeah. use it at the library. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. So it's a really quick way of teaching people the game, and they it's an interactive app. So you just if you're teaching the game, you push the button of what the person just did, and it the game coincides with that. Yeah. So it's just it's a great app. Um, can't wait to see more from it. Um, they're they're adding games to it all the time. Well, part of the the Kickstarter pledge was promos so promos i i just i absolutely love promos i think i do too Uh, they add certain characters and i know they're completely unnecessary for games right but like for example okay so i love champions of midgard yeah one of the promos is for champions of midgard and it is a die um let's see here oh we're gonna have to reach for it Reach for this guy. So while Joe is reaching for that stuff, here's my radio voice when I was Jim Thomas at KJJQ. <laughs> I actually never use. I no, I'm not gonna say I never. I didn't didn't ever not use that voice. My dad was a huge fan of Marty Robbins. Loved this song called "White Sport Coat and a Pink Carnation." We were a rock and roll station at the time. I found a copy of the record. I played it for my dad, and I said, Hey, that was Marty Robbins with a white sport coat and a pink carnation playing wax and wax, stacks and stacks of wax and plaques. And my boss comes rushing in and goes, That was really cool. You should do that all the time. And I looked at him and said, No. First of all, it would kill my voice. And second of all, it's not me. I was just doing a character. So anyway, that was a little radio story. That was a little radio story. A little radio story. While you were getting your promo. So this is for Champions of Midgard, and it is a, it's a die that, Splits open and has a mouth and a oh, giant tongue. Oh, now I see out. that. That's very cool. And it's Iller Maya. But it's, uh, I don't know, it just looks cool. It's, yeah. It's uh, place sacrifice tokens spent to acquire this card on this card. Game end is score three additional victory points for each different type of sacrifice token used to defeat this epic monster. So it's a monster. One of the monsters so, that you kill. It, but it looks cool. It does. It and really stuff cool. like that is just why I love it. Um, the yeah. King Domino promo is, it, is a very fancy little castle. Yep. I mean, I think, don't, so, don't they have... knights on it, little uh, rainbow, you got a giant in the back, and then you got the dice logo. And it's just an extra castle, which you could use instead You could swap of, it out. Yeah. yeah. So because they're getting, I don't know if the game fancier. comes with actual castles or it if does. You can it get comes with little three D castles. I know there were promo castles you could buy for each color. Yep. Too. Um, and, and then, then everything has a little dyes logo on it yep. too. Like I've got a King of Tokyo, which is my the favorite peacekeeper. Um, he's got a little uh, plaque on his front, and he's got and what, a little dyes logo. What kind so, of monster is he? Here's the coolest part. Okay, so if you look at the monster, we have victory point. Token up here. Oh yeah, for oh, his for, uh, and that for his looks like it's from uh, 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 the game that's got a card there, uh, Dominion. Not Dominion. What's that game? Seven, seven Wonders. Wonders. Looks like the Seven Wonder military victory okay. points. Then you flip it over here. We've got little bunnies from, oh, yeah, Bunny, from Kingdom. Bunny Kingdom. Yep. Um, we got There's some a meeple. Yep. And then we've got we got another bunny from Bunny Nobody Kingdom over here. Nobody can see these, but it's really cool. And then he's got a tail that's got cubes that go around. And it's got a chalice connected to a question mark pawn. And then his feet is a King of Do- Tokyo die that's oh, yeah. in his waistline. Yep. And then little pieces. And then he's got... Some kind of meeple. Yep. 
Uh, Two different kinds of meeples. I can't really see what kind. Not they sure are. what kind they are. But then on the other leg, you've got uh, Dice Forge. Oh yeah, die. yeah, yeah. And then you've got it looks like Catan board as his necklace um, or something as his chest. Yeah. But I mean, he's just oh, really I cool. Even, I didn't even pay that it's much just, attention. It's when completely you full of uh, board cool. game pieces, and he's just he's just really yeah really awesome. And I love King of Tokyo. It's one of my all-time favorite games. So, yep, very cool. So, oh, and then yeah, the other thing I'd mentioned earlier was there is the for uh, uh, Seven, uh, Wonders. Seven Wonders. There is a Linus card, which looks like it's I don't know, it's black border. I've never seen the black borders before. I'm not sure yep, what those minus are. minus one on green card. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Yep, minus green cards cost one less. It's worth cost four to get it. And it a character yeah so with, uh, i mean there's there's some promos there we'll be giving a few away here and there uh we might save most of those for extra life though yeah that sounds about right so um other than that that's about all i really so kind of a light acquisition yeah. oh i was gonna mention and you're gonna give me crap about this but i'm considering jumping back into kickstarter for one specific reason what i know okay so i saw this very cool portable paint station somebody Posted. No, it. I I know about this. Yeah, yes. and it looks because yeah, you no, you didn't order it. Kim, no, did. Kim but I, I heard it. about it on uh, We're Not Wizards. Yeah, I don't remember where I don't remember where the post came from, but it just showed up on Facebook at one point, and I went, oh no, this could drag me back in because I love doing the painting and I'd love to have a portable paint station. I've been kind of looking to make a paint, portable paint station, and I saw this and went, oh, wouldn't have to make it. It just exists. Yeah. It closes on Tuesday, so I'm decide, and this would be me, just straight me going into it. And our friend Kim already did. Oh, yeah, because of course I get the notices. I yeah, told you that. and uh, so and I'm thinking, and I actually probably pointed that one out to her because I posted it to the uh, local game stores uh, Kickstarter page. Okay, because they're, they're retail, you retail backing. She decided not to do this one because she doesn't know what the interest is. She's going to talk to her husband about it. Who's a painter? Mm-hmm. So maybe if they do, I'll go through them. Right. But otherwise, I'm thinking I might back this. I have a reminder set for Tuesday before it expires. Ooh. So we'll look into it. Did you see there was another one that I backed today? I did not. I haven't had a chance to Ooh. check my emails yet. Yeah. So this one was another mafia game. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, I, fi- I would have figured um, out that one. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, let me look here quick and tell you the name. It's still live for. 20 days i believe okay so it's it's uh they're almost there it's out of montreal canada 19 days to go uh so it'll be a cheap game because our money is a lot more valuable yeah so they they're looking for almost nine grand and they've reached 6300 so far but uh it's called with a smile and a gun a dice drafting game for two players and it's a black and white box with a guy just I mean, it just screams mafia, yeah. like an old style gangster, like uh, like a twenties, thirties gangster. Yep, is kind of what it it's looks what it like looks to me. Like, yeah, and it just it, it looks cool. Uh, it's a very inexpensive game. It's twenty nine U.S. dollars, uh, thirty nine uh, Canadian Maybe, dollars. So yeah, so it's so, cheaper if you're American. Yeah, and if you're European, if you're European, it's, I don't know it's what really it's cheap. Probably really cheap. Yeah. So um, nice thing I about this is three copies oh, of this. So one for myself and two to give away on the podcast. The nice thing about this is it being a two player game and you have it. I know I'm gonna be able to play it. Oh yeah. So there you go. Yep. So we'll see. I'll let you know if I decide to get back into Kickstarter and 
It, it, the slippery slope is, is re-entered. Oh, it's sliding down. very slippery. Yeah. So why don't we talk about what we played? Sure, that sounds fun. Played a few games. We did play a few games. Yep. Why so we had a game day last Saturday. Yep. And the first game we played was Axio. Axio. Yeah, that was actually really uh, Made in 2017. Fun. Yep. Uh, designed by Reiner Knizia. And uh, the artist was Klaus Steffen. And, and we, the publisher was Pegasus Spiel. And in the last podcast, I think we talked about a different game that we played with a very similar name and a very Axio similar, Rota. Very similar mechanic. Yep. But it Just slightly different. Slightly different. Not the same game. Nope. This one had a board to it. Um, <laughs> completely different game. Oh, it is. This one, I will <laughs> tell you, is a completely different game. Uh, there, I felt in this game, like, I, li- I love both of the games. Yeah, both of them are fun. Uh, but I felt like there was a lot more strategy and decisions became a lot more difficult as the board fills up. Well, out. we played it with four players, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I think, and that is it a four-player or five-player game? Four. Four-player. So I think this is one of those games with, as a four-player game, it is probably at its best. Yes. Because there is a lot of tension in regard to who's going to go where to get something. But there's also a lot of options available based on the way these are you can get rows a lot easier, so you can. So move. the premise of the game is yeah. is everyone starts with so many tiles, and the tiles are only they're like dominoes. Yeah, they're basically. So you've got one one shape on one side and another shape on another side. Yep. And and sometimes you might have sometimes you have the same shape right on yeah. both sides. So you you have these domino type pieces, and you are going to lay them in a board that is grids. Yeah, that's that's all it is, and so you're going to try to line them up. And get yourself like an axial rota points, points based, based on, on what how many you match connect. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in this, you have a board, so it's not free flowing. Yeah. And I felt like that really confined your space and made the decision making a lot more difficult. Yeah. We did in, I think all three, all four of us forgot at one point that you could go to a certain line. Right. Right at the beginning. Because we were kind of trying to line everything up. But then we remembered and yep. we were able to. So, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And like I say, there's some tension involved in regard to: Am I going to be able to do this like I want to, or do I have to do my alternate thing? Um, it's the same scoring mechanism, where basically your lowest advanced color scores is the score you you use to win or lose. And I think all of us advanced one color to the max. Yeah. Maybe not. Ken uh, might not have. I did not, oh, I but uh, did. I appreciate you bringing that up. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well. I actually did the you, worst you in this did, game. You did get smoked a little bit. I uh, I did not get any of my colors up to max. No. I barely got one of them up to, like, 13. Yeah. So, basically, it was... Oh, also, the points is a lot higher. Yeah. This. So, points in the original game, it's 12, 12 and this one's, it's 18. Yep. So, you... and But the thing is, you do have a lot... I mean, you can score... So say you have a line of blue circles, whatever color they are. If you still have either end open, you hosed me several times in this game. I did. Well, this you we and sat, Randy both. We sat in a different order than last time. When <laughs> we, we did, played the game like and this, so it worked out. It was brutal because yeah. I was just hoping I had this perfect tile, and I was just getting annihilated on points. You guys were doing really well. Yeah, and I actually but I had, was just getting annihilated, and every time I would get one tile that would work for me. I had I a would tile just get that worked hosed. in that same spot. Yeah, it was and not, no, or Randy that's the did. thing is, you guys didn't even use the tile that was great for that. You just no, like it was good for like, us. Yeah, I'm 
going to prevent someone else from getting these points because well, it was a ton of points. Yeah, it was. And like the one, I was working hard to set this this thing up because oh, I was yeah. just getting annihilated in this one color. And there was one space available, and I'm like, okay, I have a double sided oh, color, one that did it and you, you put it there, yeah. and you just ruined yeah. the whole thing for me. Yeah. Just hosed me, and I'm like, in you my monster. In my but, defense, it also scored me a number of points, you but did. in a different Not way. Not nearly as many as well, it no, scored but me. That, that's, and he was already whooping my butt. Yeah. So it was hilarious. Um, yeah, it was hilarious for him. And, and, anybody and else. in retrospect, <laughs> for you. No, 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 okay, no. You're still it was bitter? you were you were a monster. You're still bitter. I am a little bitter. Okay. Because gotcha. you you wrecked my whole I basically <laughs> set the game up for you guys. You did. And then just I well you took me all back and stabbed me to death. Yeah, well, essentially, yep. yeah. Yep. Played the tiebreaker on you. Yep. Yeah. You did. It's not that's not supposed to be supposed to go, but I okay. know, I know. Batman, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, out of all that, how do you feel about the game? I Bring up the list one so I can actually see because I can't remember for sure. Oh, you mean our rating scale? Yeah, there you go. Let's talk about that. Too. So our rating scale before we rate the game, we'll we'll just give you a little refresher on the Jovian rating scale. And normally a rating scale is either one to five or one to three or one to ten. Yep. We actually go from <laughs> negative ten to six. Yes. So a negative ten is I, Highland Dice. Highland Dice because you know why? It's not, it's not a, game. a game. Nope. It's just not a game. Number one, Joe Blow. It's a game that we'll play, and probably not play again. Yep, it's it for it us. It's it's not a good game for us. It's just not a lot. Of might fun. be a good game for someone yeah, else. Other people might like it, but for us, no, we don't like it. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it again. Uh, uh, number two would be a Joe Mama. Joe Mama is a game similar to an av- or to a Joe Blow, mm-hmm. but if pressed, and maybe because there was something about it, I would play it. It was again. barely an okay game for yeah, us. Yeah, but I'd play it again just to see if there was something about yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit of magic to make it maybe a, yeah, a number maybe it was three. Just, you know, one of those things where it's the group wasn't quite right. or the, That can ruin a game. Yeah, or we misinterpreted a rule somewhere. Yep. So, yeah, so number maybe. three is an average, average Joe. Average Joe. That is us, yeah. basically. We're good, but we're not great. Right. Well, we're pretty great. But. Whoa. <laughs> the game. So you went in through the garage with your head? I did. Okay. Yeah. No, the game is fun. <laughs> Um, it is not necessarily something I would play every day. Yep. It's a game that if somebody said, hey, you want to play this? I'd go, yeah, that was fun last time. I'll play it again. Yep. It's a, it's a game that you enjoy. Yeah. But it's not one that you absolutely need to play every day. Correct. Yeah. Uh, number four is a Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe. almost a knockout. It's getting up there. It's getting yep. to the point where if somebody says, hey, I want to play this, and either they haven't played it before or they have played it, yeah, I'll teach you. Or, hey, I'd like to play this again. This was fun. Let's do this. And a number five is Joe Tacular, which is a game that basically knocks it out of the park um, to the first row. Okay. Let's put it that way. It's a game that I would play anytime somebody asked me to play it. And a number six is a Joe Almighty, which is a game that I would actually play yep. every damn day. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the, it, Euphoria is that game for me, and I we've talked about yep. it. I think Borgata is that game for you. It is. Um, it's a game that if somebody's and I actually to me Borgata is a, is a Joe Tacular probably hovering on Joe Almighty. I really Whoa. like it as well. I like deck builders. It was one of the first types of games I ever played. So if we created a card and put it in there, right up to Joe Almighty for you. If it was had yeah, yeah. my picture on it, you yep. bet. Okay. Yeah, I'd be mm-hmm. right there. We'll just have to we'll have to get that done. Okay. 
Um, but no, it's a it, Joe Tag Joe Almighty is is it? It's the Almighty game. It's, it's your holy grail of games. Yeah, basically, it's the game. Like I say, you'd play every single day, and you would own it, and you would basically proselytize it. It's the it's the Excalibur games. Yeah. If somebody asked me, hey, what's this Euphoria game? I could go on for hours about it. I really could. I just I'm just curious. So I've never heard of this Euphoria game. What is oh, this yeah, right. Speak of? I'm looking right at it. <laughs> I've played it with you before. All right. So, oh, yeah. uh, knowing all that, what would you give Axio? Axio, what did I give Axio Rota? Well, you gave Axio Rota a smoking Joe. I think that I would also give Axio a smoking Joe. I really liked the game. Okay. I, I enjoyed the, the the differences in the mechanic. Um I enjoy the art. It's it's a very very abstract game. The art is, is is basic, but it's it works for the game. Yep. How about you? I I enjoyed the pieces, the the artwork. I mean, there's not a whole lot of artwork to it. It's no. just different shapes. I did like the confining board. The way yeah, the board that I think that, that really cool. changed the game quite a bit from yep. Axio to Axio Rota. Um, Axio Rota being the the squares yep, versus basically. the domino pieces. Yep. And, you know, you guys, same type of symbols. Um, but I, I think that distinctness of the free-flowing, you place your squares here versus Axio, where it's the dominoes, and you're confined to an area. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, I would give that one also a smoking Joe. There you go. So yeah. so that was, that was a good game. It, it would be hard for me to choose between the two which one I like more. Because they both play yeah. at that smoking Joe for me. That's one of those that maybe is going to depend on the group you play with a little bit. Because it was fun. I, I would own both of them just because yeah. they are that different of games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, they are different games. Yep. Unlike Sentry, Spice Road, Correct. And, and Sentry, Sentry Gollum. So you're... Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, so the next game we played was Copenhagen Roll and Write, which is a 2019 game uh, designed by Asger Harding, Grunarud. Not even going to try. And Daniel Skajold. <laughs> sorry if they're I probably, slaughter your name. Probably Peterson. From Den- they're probably from Denmark. Um, and the artist was Marcus Ert, and it's published by Queen Games. Yeah, I did get that one correct. <laughs> You did. You pronounced that one very correctly. Or maybe it's Quain. Quain. Quain, Quain Games. Yeah, oh, okay. Cool. Games. Um, so anyway, Queen Games did that one. It's a roll and write. Yeah. How did you How did you feel about uh, this It's one? a Tetris-style roll and write. Basically, you roll the dice. You have a card that gives you certain shapes based on the number of dice of a certain color that you roll. Uh, the twos and threes, everybody can use any time. Of each co- of each color, yep. um, there's different shapes. Like a two, it's two squares or three squares. One of them, I think, the two squares are offset or something. Anyway, each color has possible different shapes. Twos are hard to make different though. Yeah, because so. you have is it five dice? That you yeah, roll? yeah, five dice that you roll, and there's blue, yellow, red, purple, and white. And the active player will pick their combination of colors, yep. and, and then, then the, the other players, players get, get to, to choose one. one of the dice that they, they don't use. And they mark off one of their and abilities. And you can get screwed if somebody rolls all five the same color, they're going to use that, and then nobody gets anything. Um, basically, then you draw the shape, and you need it's like a Tetris game. You have to start at the bottom, work your way up. Uh, if you complete a row or a column, you get certain powers, certain points. You're playing to f- 12, I think, or 12 points is the... Is the Something game. close to that. 12 or 15 is yep. the end game. Obviously, if you're the 
first player and you end the game, everybody else gets a turn. Uh, if you're the last player and you end the game, nobody else gets a turn. But So you have a chance to get beyond whatever the score is of the person who ends the game and win. It's fun. I like I it. I did really poor in that one, too. You did. I did not do well either, and I never have done well in this game. Uh, this is one of those games I've played a few times. Um, I am curious why they call it Copenhagen, though. Because uh, it's based on a board game called Copenhagen that uses, and it's supposedly set in Copenhagen. Okay. So you're building you're building homes or a building in Copenhagen. Cause okay. In the board game, I believe the the things that you try to fill in across or up and down are windows oh, okay. for the powers that you get from the window. But I, I, I've i seen, I think, Watch It played, did a, a, a Rodney Smith did a thing on the board game. Okay. So this is a roll and version of the board game, basically. It's fun. I like it. Um, not the biggest fan of roll and rights. I do like them. I'll play them. They're good filler games. Um, for me, this game probably rates an average Joe. Okay. Um, like I say, I enjoy the game. I'll play it again if somebody... And like I said, it's a filler game. So obviously between games, if you're going to play a couple of big board games and you get done with one and you still want to continue doing something while people are either getting something to eat or using the restroom or whatever, yeah, I'll play I'll play Copenhagen. We're rolling right. I'll play Ganshan's Clever. I'll play... Welcome to. Welcome to. All new the Vegas. Not, no, not the New Vegas <laughs> version. God, that game. Anyway, right, we've talked about it. All right. So um, how about you? I really enjoyed this game. Uh, it was fun. It was fast-paced. The easy rule set. Yeah, the rules um, are pretty easy. You just roll the dice, pick a color, you pick a Tetris shape. Each color colors, has... The each, other players get to choose on their rows to yep. mark off which box. Each color has a particular next power. Box. Yep. And based so on what you fill in. You can use those powers to give yourself more of a combination. Rerolls, I think. It's Change. To me, it's a real point salad game. Yeah, it is. They're basically um, this. I, I also gave it an average Joe. I enjoy it. I, I really do enjoy the roll and write games. Yeah. You like them um, better than I do, I yeah. think. I, I really would like to get to the table. Roland Wright, the Roland Wright game. What is that? It's a Roland Wright dice game, and it's this kind of British-looking dude. Okay. That his name is Roland, name is Roland Wright. Wright. Okay. And I kickstarted. Is that, that like the deck builder game? <laughs> that is about building decks. <laughs> Which I also have. Which is actually pretty fun. I it was is. surprised enough on that game once. Yep. But I w- I w- uh, for Copenhagen Rolling Right, I would give it an average show. I would yeah, like to that, play it a few more times. Honestly, and I've played it a number of times. It's probably honestly going to stay at about an average show for okay. me. It's a game I'll play. Uh, it's it's a good filler. Really good filler, actually. Most Rolling Rights are good fillers. I just It doesn't trip my trigger that as much as some other games. Okay. So, I liked it, though. All right, so then we played Summit the Board Game. Oh, my God. With the Yeti expansion. We were going to play with the Teams expansion, but that seriously means you're playing as teams. Yeah, and and so you play as teams, and you add each other's scores to give your combined score. Right. So we decided not to go that route, but we did do the oh, Yeti. Oh, we did the Yeti. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think really am digging the Summit game. I like it. It is a brutal a game. A lot, but it is ext- I mean, you think Pandemic can be mean? <laughs> oh, no. You think uh, uh, the, the island, uh, Forbidden Island can be mean? Or Forbidden Desert can be mean? This game is freaking mean. Oh, yeah. 
but it's a lot of fun. And the Yeti is just ruthless. And I got to... You got farther than you did when you were oh just Oh my god, it. I was so close to the stupid... Oh, I was on it. I, I was on... Yeah. made it not very far out of base camp no, before I died horribly. And you died first, I will admit so, that. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I feel like I was a little bit uh, singled out on that one. No, I, you honestly weren't. You just sat in base camp for quite a while. No, I didn't. I, thought I you couldn't did. get no. anywhere but who basically in, straight who's, out. Who sat in base that was camp? Randy, Randy did sit in base yeah, camp. Yeah, he sat in base camp and then we yeah. all watched him play. Yeah, that's right. Because I did get to the first. You did. You made it camp. to the next camp. And then a card came out, and this is all random. Oh, that was horrible. A card came out that just destroyed the camp I was in. Yep. And knocked me down, and then the Yeti got me. Yeah. Oh, the Yeti did geez. kill you. But then the thing that's fun about that is and you you become the Yeti. Because you become yes. the Yeti first. And that, honestly, as soon as that I died, I'm like, fun. this isn't so bad. No, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to kill everybody. I get to keep playing. <laughs> and so then I died, and I got to be the Yeti. So there's two Yetis in a row. And then yes. Kim finally died. And boy, we tried hard to kill Randy. but we Oh, he was it. just he was Well, we did. We strong. eventually we did. did we, yeah, him. he did not survive no, all the way but, back down to the summit. But I mean, he, he, yeah, he did get to the summit. He did. He, he actually made it up, there. but he did not make it back down. No, we made he did sure not. of that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. So it. bottom line is it's a, and pardon my French here, biatch of a game. It's a, it's a brutal one. It really is. But it is such a great game. That you almost love to hate it. You do, and I, I don't. And I, until now, quite honestly, I didn't know how I really felt about the game. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, it was stupid fun. I would love to try out the cooperative mode. I think that would be interesting. To I'm see just how curious. I mean, like, but the the I I do want to keep expanding on that competitive mode because there's oh, yeah. so many cards that we haven't played yet, and we were so. I close. want to cut somebody's rope. Yeah. It was, it's just... I mean, you got your base camp destroyed, yeah, I think but. I'm the only one that increased my karma and yeah, didn't help. You didn't did. help at all. Nope. You know, uh, it was, but it was fun. Randy reduced his karma. And it helped A him. couple times, yeah. Yeah. I was on the road to winning until I got to the darn summit, but oh well. So how do you, overall, how do you feel about this? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, probably, and I, it's not, it's better than an average Joe for sure. So I'm probably going to go with... What is the next one after that again? After the average Joe? Yeah. Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe. It's definitely a smoking Joe. We've played it twice. You and I have played it yep. twice anyway. Uh, both times died spectacularly. The first game we died falling off the mountain. The second game, Yeti ate us. Uh, it was fun. That's another one. It's one I would play again. And I'd probably go through streaks where I'd play it for a while. You know what I mean? I yep. Mean, like I think this Clank Legacy game we're playing, it's just really fun. And this is one of those that kind of is like that. Yeah. It's a game that if somebody says, let's play it, I'm going, yep, I'm in, because we're going to beat this son of a gun. Yep. That's kind we're of how gonna we We're going to beat it or we're going to die trying. And honestly, Most I don't. Most likely the second. Yeah. And I honestly don't care. At, at a certain point, I didn't really care that I was dead. I was, I, could, frustrated it was frustrated because I just couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Like, and, there was just blue. See, I had. I had three movement to start out with because yeah. I'm like, okay, last time I went light on the supplies. Yep. This, this time, time I'm going heavy on supplies. Up. I think we both did that. And I loaded up a little bit more than everyone else. Yeah, you did. And so my movement was only three out of base camp. And, and so I got, was getting nowhere. And you got crappy tiles. And, you know, I was the last person to go, too. Yeah. And so in front of me is all blue rope, which is, or no, it was yellow rope. Yeah, which is air. So you had to use oxygen. Yeah. And then there was blue ones besides that, which is more movement to get across it. it. Slows you down. And so I'm like, I can't go anywhere. And I've got a handful of brown rope, 
which is the quickest movement across. Yeah. But basically, I just went horizontal across the mountain, and I'm just like, hey, guys, over here. And then Yeti came and got him. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And I, well, between the Yeti and dying of starvation because all the elements, and I'm like, I can't make it back to base camp. So yeah, I'm just, kept, I was just hosed. We did try and get you back to base camp. We were not playing. I mean, we were playing competitively, <laughs> but at Joe's a certain, over there just gimping around. At a certain point, you <laughs> just want to see people live. Yeah. But then when you're dead, you want to be the Yeti. Oh, yeah. As soon as I them. died, I'm like, okay, game's over. Yeah, and then I'm, I played the Yeti for the first time. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm this gonna, is more fun than than just hanging yeah. out on the side of the mountain over here. It was pretty cool. It was a good, it's a good game. It's so frustrating as all get out. But for fun. me, Summit is a brutal game. It is brutal. Uh, with with uh, <laughs> I did four tiles outside of base camp, so that's how far I made. Yeah, that's it. I lost a ton of food. Was attacked by the Yeti, and lost three health from an event card, which just annihilated. That's me. That's what really got us. Was those stupid yep. event cards were. Uh, so I was pretty much mean. doomed from the beginning. It was a four player game, competitive mode. It was utterly brutal. The only thing I was looking forward to was honestly taking my non-existent turn as the Yeti and killing all of the other players. Which you did. I took massive joy in that. Yeah, that was fun. So, um, I guess I would probably, I'd give it an average Joe right now. Yeah. I just really, like I say, I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it until we started talking about it. And then it just kind of dawned on me that that was just a lot of fun. And part of it was reaction to people. And I think Kim and Randy had never played it. So they're like, they did not. I don't think they honestly believed how brutal the game no, was. No, they did not. And I think Kim picked up on it faster than Randy did. But God, it was, I just, I enjoyed it. I, so yeah, I'm surprised. But that know. was, uh, that's a 2017 uh, designed by Connor McGoey. Yep. Uh, by Inside Up Games. And the artist was Jordan Danielson. Yeah. So if you get a chance, I'd. Check it out. Find it's, Summit and play it with the It's definitely worth playing. Sure. I mean, it is it is a really fun game. Yeah. Um, I, I I need to play it more yeah. to get a, a think, better feel for it. Just, I think that's one of those. And it's not. The first game we played, died miserably. Yeah. Second game we played, I died miserably. I really need to get a feel for this game before yeah. it, it, it climbs in a rating for me. Here's the other thing I just thought about with this game. The setup takes much longer than playing. Yep. Setup is a little long, but... Once you get it set up, it's just it's fun. Yeah. There's a lot of luck involved with what ropes you pull, what event cards come out, how the dice roll for blizzards and that kind of thing. But pretty fun, pretty fun game, even with the luck. So, so the next game we played was Endangered. That was and that's game. a twenty. That was released in 2020. That was actually just released. Yep. Uh, designer was Joe Hopkins. Uh, the artist was Ben Floors and Beth Sobel. Uh, which I've actually, I recognize her name. She's yep. done quite a few games. And the publisher was Grand Gamers Guild. And it's an odd design of a game because it's modular based. It's a, it's or, a cooperative game, scenario based. Scenario based, that's yep. the word I was looking for, scenario So based. you can replay it. It does have replayability. Oh, yeah. So it's lot. not just a one and done kind of game, which I thought it was when I was reading yeah. up on it. It is not. It is a cooperative game, and it is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, I the, just it. the components alone, yeah. the theme of the game. I really liked the theme. Yep. You, you're a, con- a it's conservationist. It's I mean, you're, you're a conservationist. You are trying to preserve these species. Uh, the two scenarios you get in the base game are the Bengal tigers. And the sea otters. And the right? sea otters. Yep. 
And the first expansion that is out already is the giant pandas. Yeah. Now the giant pandas in the in the expansion are screen printed to They're look like cool. giant yeah. pandas. Mostly because the meeples look like blobs. Right. If they didn't have the pandas. That's just so cool. It's very cool. I think honestly, if if there were black stripes on the tigers, they that would have been way cool. Yeah, that would have been. But they're cool. just. They are still. They t- look like cool tigers, though. Orange tigers. Yeah. Well, one um, didn't look like a tiger, but the rest of them look like tigers. You leave Haffy alone. I liked Haffy. He was my favorite. <laughs> no, he wasn't. You guys kept taking him out. I did not. Okay. Every time that did that. Every time a poacher hit, he took Haffy. He did. And as soon as I got to breed some tigers, Haffy came back as out. As did I. <laughs> I always made sure Haffy was out there. I always made sure Haffy was one of a breeding okay. pair. I like Haffy. So you guys know Haffy was half a tiger. He was. He was a. It literally, it's like somebody sliced the top half of the tiger off. Yep. So I, I am actually getting replacement components sent but out. It's, but you gotta have Haffy uh, in the but, game. But it was, it was kind of funny just it to was. play with the half tiger, and, this, and he developed his own personality. He did. He did. And the sea otters, we didn't play with the sea otter. Nope, we've not it. done that one yet. Oh, and the board's two sided. Double sided. Yep. yep. So, so you've got the forest. The forest. Yep. And then that's the thing is like you're you're. Deforestation tiles, yeah, really just start kicking your butt. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's a grid based. If you game. do not work as a team, yeah. you will lose this game horribly. Yeah, it's a grid based game. Basically, you have a turn where I think the first thing you do is play. A, you, it's a dice placement game. So you roll your dice, take your dice and roll them. Yep, and then you can place your dice based on the number. And in the lowest, you start off. You want to start with low numbers because once you have a number on there you can't go you can't match or be below that number you have mm-hmm. to be higher than that number so basically if the first and you can decide who the first player is so basically you roll your dice you've got different actions you can take with the dice different places to place the dice like playing a card or getting money or uh moving tigers around in this case uh once that's done once your dice are gone then I think the next thing you do is the uh, breeding. Yep. So you look at, and in the case of the tigers, you look at breeding pairs, which is two tigers on the same square, and you need to see how many there are of breeding pairs and add one to that number. So maybe if there's one breeding pair, your number is two, that's your target. You have to hit two or less. So needless to say, it's not easy to breed tigers unless you get a bunch of breeding pairs. Yeah. Um, one of the actions that you could take with the dice is moving tigers around or moving animals around. These tigers, in this case, we played the tiger scenario. Uh, then the next thing that happens is you roll a dice. You pick a grid. You either pick a column or a row. And there, I believe, each row is six long and each column is six high. Right. And you have a six-sided dice. So you pick a column or a row and then you roll the dice. So if you pick the third column and you roll a dice and get a four, you take the third column, go down to the fourth spot. That's where your deforestation tile goes. Right. If there's a tiger or a pair of tigers on that, the tigers are gone. Yep. Um, dead. They're dead. So they. It's just. It was just very. It was tense. Yeah. And then you've also got your diplomats. Oh yeah. That. And then you have. That's the the kind of the main thing you're doing yep. is trying to influence diplomats to vote for your cause, which is saving the tigers in this case. And the, each diplomat has different conditions to get a yes vote from them. You have to have four yes votes, and you only get two votes and if you haven't done it by the time the second vote comes around if, in, during the second vote if you don't get your four game's over you lose yep and it uh varies where those votes come in on player count and yeah. it says it right on the track so it's very yep. easy to find i think there's a number of diplomats there's a number of event cards there's a number of things that you 
based on player count that you take out. Yeah, this is very well designed. Yeah, it's very replayable as well. Each person has a character, and that character has an ability, and it's just it's very it's very well designed game. It's very cool. Yep, and beautiful art. Yes, beautiful artwork. I love tigers. I love pandas. I don't know much about sea otters, but I think I could love sea otters. See what other animals they do in the future. Well, it sounds like they're working on quite a few expansions already. Yeah, or scenarios, whatever you call them. So how do you... Um, how do you feel about this? I was just going to ask you the same thing. So tell well, first, last. Time. Okay, so for me, I really enjoyed the theme and the components of the game. Uh, this would probably get a higher rating if I play it again. Um, but based on the experience I had, uh, the gameplay is fun as long as you don't take the cooperative game into a game where one or two people take over. Yeah, that and, and then work an, you over like a hand puppet. That's an issue with cooperative games so, in general. As long as you work as a team instead yeah. of a dictatorship, I would I would have enjoyed this more. But yeah. the game we played, not to make anybody mad, but, no, but it kind of turned into that. A little bit. And so I end up going the other route and just having a little fun with it and saying, yeah. well, I could do this and I could help out, but, but I it's going to be bad instead. for yeah. you if I do help out. And you guys are like, no, 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 we don't want you to help out. And and you know, so I was having a little fun with it because yeah. I was getting a little irritated on not really having a choice. To be clear, I so, was not the dictator. No, you were not. But just a tater. But yeah, <laughs> primary dietary anyway. Likes so, himself some I taters. I like myself some taters. Mm, I like taters. 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 <laughs> we all went um, into the sling slate immediately. So every- <laughs> Everyone takes on a special role and has a set of dice and their deck of cards and, and I just I just really enjoyed that. That was also cool by the way, the deck of cards. It's it's like it combines deck building, dice placement, yes, uh, tableau There's building a little bit. Just so much to the game. But based on my experience, yeah. we talked about this earlier, is experiences can yeah. hinder you and make you not want to play a game again. Or for me, this probably would have gotten a higher rating, but I'm giving it an average Joe right now. When I play it again, we'll see if it raises. Well, and quite honestly, and similar, not necessarily similar reasons, because I did see the dictatorship. For some reason, it was focused on you. Yeah. I don't <laughs> what? know why. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, Maybe but, it was my uh, my, my personality. Yeah, I, I was know. the TV. Uh, yeah, that might have been it. Just, <laughs> I was basically silly. the Steve Irwin. Yeah, you're basically just Steve Irwin. You don't have yeah. So anyway, um, I also am going to go average Joe on it. Uh, it's a game I would like to try again. I think it could get higher ratings with the... Not necessarily a different group, but a different dynamic in the group. Um, it's a fun game. It's a, I love the idea of it. Um, I don't know if there's anything involving them when you buy the game, donating money or something like that to some of these endangered. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. About I mean, that, I know but... there are a couple of games that do that. I think the one that I kickstarted with the uh, garden, the Tang Gardens. Okay. I think that had well, a thing where they planted a tree, was, canopy, uh, scout, planting like trees. That. Yep. Yeah. So there's a couple games that do that, but I don't know if this one does. It would make sense if they did. We mm-hmm. could look into that, I suppose, or you guys could. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. Average yeah, that's right. Like, Listen to our podcast and then do homework. And then do homework, yeah, <laughs> because that's what we like. And then send us emails about what you found out. Yeah. Because yeah. we do like the emails. We're going to get yeah. to that here in a little bit, too. We are. Yep, so that was Endangered. Okay, so the next game uh, I played, but yeah. you have played I this have before, played it, so yeah. you, you totally can, can give your, your opinion yep. here, was Disney Villainous Perfectly Wretched. Oh, now that reminds me. It, it came. This one, this expansion came out, or so it's a standalone game. Yeah, it's 
but it's also an expansion, so I, it's both. It dawns on me that we have a little bit of a theme going on games with that type of thing. Where yeah. Endangered, it's not necessarily expansions, it's scenarios. Right. Axio to Axio Road, and not necessarily an expansion, different game. Right. Um, uh, roll and Write, the, the Copenhagen Roll and Write. Not really an expansion. It's a roll and write version of a board game. So yep. it's just kind of weird. It's kind of a weird week. So this one came out earlier in 2020. Yep. Uh, the designer was Prosperio, Prosperio Hall, which I actually have heard of yep. them before. Yep. Um, and then the publisher was Ravensburger. Yep. Which do all so, the villainous games. Um, I actually am not a huge fan of villainous. Um, I... Just because I'm not a huge fan. Of, it's basically to me. It's almost a solo game. You're playing your own game. It's, right. It's absolutely. And then every once in a while, characters. you've got this person that's like, "Hey, hey I'm gonna, mess I'm gonna with pick you. on you a yeah, little bit over here." When, you, you might win. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I I enjoy it. It's it's got really amazing components. Very good art. Um, and especially if you bling out your game. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you have blinged out your game. Yeah. So I 3D printed the cauldron, and then I bought uh, special gems for it to yep. replace the. The, coins, the power the cardboard coins, coins, yeah. Which um, we actually had a comment on yeah. on our post about. Uh, I did on Facebook. Um, I took some pictures and shared them, and someone said, uh, "So why replace the coins? What's the purpose of that?" Power stones. Yeah, they're stones. Yeah, I mean you're you're supposed to be these these cool Disney characters that are doing all this magic yeah. anyway. So to me, stones makes more sense than coins. And if you're not familiar with Villainous, basically it's an asymmetrical game. And I think the first one came out it had Prince John. Um, Which is my favorite in that yeah. expansion. I mean, I think each expansion, again, I don't know that they're expansions because they're all Well, it says expansion and it yeah. can be played as a standalone. But they're standalone games. But they, they each have, I think, four different villains, if I'm remembering correctly. There's one no, the base game has five. Okay, And then right. they come with... It, Standalone expansion, whatever three yeah. characters in those. Okay, so they're well, smaller boxes. Although I thought they're half half boxes. I thought the new one had four. Maybe not. Anyway, uh, the new newest one, perfectly wretched. Yeah, came with uh, Pete. Pete. It came with Cruella, oh, it is three. You're right, and, and it came with another uh, the uh, tangled person who's oh the, yeah, yeah 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 Mother Gothel. Yeah, Mother Gothel. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because I'm not a huge Disney person, so I'm not that the big names, of a Disney guy. Now, if my wife was here, she would know. She would have schooled us, yeah, all on that. Because so. there's one with the Frog Prince, uh, frog, yeah, or Princess and the Frog, or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, and that's the uh, the Witch Doctor dude. Yep, uh, um, Doctor Facili. Yeah, there yeah. we go. And Scar is really cool. Scar's in Hades. There, yeah. oh, I yeah. really want to play with Hades. Yep, but so. I I played with Pete. I think you played with. Pete I played with Pete played. as well. Yeah. Um, and I won with Pete. I yep. believe you said you I won also with won Pete. with Pete. Yeah. And see, I think, I think the Pete character might be a little overpowered. Well, I think his goal goals are really, really easy. easy. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, I did not realize how to accomplish one of the goals until it was almost too late. Oh, see, I was, um, my last four turns, I completed a goal every turn. Once I figured out which goal was the one that I almost screwed up. I knew how to get back to where I could get it. Yep. And it was easy, and nobody could really stop me. So I think you're right in that regard. But it's Pete's fun character. He is. And he's got interesting goals. And he actually comes with five goals. So yep, you, you don't necessarily get the same ones every right. time. You play with four of them, and everybody knows what your goals are, yep. I believe. Yeah, I you flip correctly. them over as soon as you yeah. randomly put them out there. Yep. And so everybody knows what your goals are. So they have the opportunity to stop you. Yep. But they are relatively easy to get. I'm not going to lie. They were easy to get. And so as soon as I saw that, I went, 
And the only thing I was thinking was, how the hell do I get this one? Where I had to get the five different things out or a certain amount of points of a certain thing out. And it's like, I had already used a couple and I don't know how I'm going to get them back. Well, I found a way to get them back. There's a way to do it. And I got, I ended up winning. But it's just like, but it was a close game when I played. Yeah, it was a very close game. Yeah. Um, but I had it at least a few turns before they did. Yeah. Because so. Cruella, uh, I think she was at like 55 or 66 puppies. Something like that, yeah. And then Jess was Mother Gothel. And, and she was at 7 out of 10 Power Stones. Okay, I can't remember what the goal was for all of them. And, or it was not Power Stones. She played with a different type of um, stone or whatever. Yeah. But it was something special to her. Right. So, but it's 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 basically an asymmetrical game where you are playing. You have di- everybody has a different way to win the game. Everybody also has a deck of heroes that can screw up that. And that's game. your fate deck. That's the fate deck. So you can look and see who's maybe going to win the game based on what their goals are and mess with them. Yep. But then but you can't mess with that person again. That's the thing, and I do enjoy that yeah. because you cannot just team up on that right. one person. Once they've been fated, you have to fate someone else at. Yep. At the table. You Which, cannot repeat, go after that person, because that would make it very hard. And that actually really balances the game. It does. So, um, I would rate this game probably, at this point, because I've only played it a few times, and we did play once with, like, what, nine people or some stupid thing like that? Yeah. That I don't recommend ever. I think nope. three or four is about it. Um, but anyway, I, I'd go average Joe on it. Um, because I want to play it more often. I do own the game, the base game, and well, all, all the all the game, all the versions of it. The Marvel versions coming out, I believe, August first. I think is when the Marvel. I saw the version. release date was or uh, the twenty seventh. It's the twenty seventh. Yep, yep it's right. Sunday. It's this Sunday. It'll be available at Target. I believe that the local game stores are thinking they'll have it sometime in August. Um, I am debating on whether to get it or not because it is not compatible where all the other versions of it are compatible with each other. The Marvel version is not. We suspect, probably, that the Marvel characters are going to be overpowered. Yeah. But we'll find out. We'll find out because I'll play it. I just don't know if I'm going to buy it. I probably will buy it. So but you give that an average Joe? Average Joe, yeah. I okay. like it a lot. I know it's a different rating than Jess would give it. Oh yeah, she. I mean, that's, that's that's probably her. I think it is her favorite game. Yeah, I think it's her. And uh, I'll play it anytime she wants to. Yeah, to just because it, it, it is an interesting game. It's just not my favorite right. type of game. And right. but I, I totally will play it, and I will I will play it competitively. Yeah, and that was the first time I actually ever played it. Usually, I play as Prince John. Yeah. And it's all about that money. You got to get that money. Got to get the money. And I can almost win with Prince John, but. It seems like whoever we play with plays the Queen of Hearts, and that's and that's the one that wins. Seems to win, yeah. The two yeah. that I always heard were overpowered were the Queen of Hearts and Prince John. Yep. But, uh, so for me, I really enjoy the pieces of the game. I think the the molds of the characters. It's not actually a character. No, it's something abstract, that signifies the character. Yeah. Like for Pete, it's this ball, and then he's obviously wearing the hat. Yep. And it's just it's it, just they're very cool. It's very very cool. Somebody came up with that idea and. and I'm sure somebody else went. Well, that's just stupid. They don't look anything like the characters, but man, it works. I, I do like the works. the unique story of every character. Yeah. I like the the spin on it. Like you know, you're the villain, and you're trying to get your happy ending, but this darned hero just yep. keeps, keeps interfering with you. Mickey Mouse keeps showing. I like up. that concept. There's not much player to player interaction. I like games with more player to player interaction. I tend to as well. Um, but. 
you know, when when you do have that chance to play the fate card, that does change things up because yep. you know at one point Amanda was was getting up there with the she was being she was gorilla, yeah, and so she was getting those puppies, getting puppies, yeah. and I saw that and I'm like, not today, gotta they go back, yeah, gotta so back. and then I see Jess over there with her her different tokens, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, those those are gonna go back too, and they just. They kept trying to play fate on me, yep. and it just wasn't working because I had all these allies out. And then it's just okay. So all I have to do is vanquish this guy. Okay, well he's gone. I can do that. Yeah. Easy. So other than that, um, I would give it an average Joe. I think if I play it more, maybe a little bit higher. But with the there's not. It just seems like kind of a solo game with it, a little bit here and there. Yeah. So, and this this one. As well, seems to be a game that is going to really depend on the group of people I play yeah, it with. Yes. Obviously, if you play it with Jess, she is extremely invested in the game. I do really like the fact that you cannot target a player continuously right. That's very cool. and pick on them. Yeah. I think that, that is a great concept. Yeah. Um, I would actually, I don't know if you can do this in more board games, but I would like to see it in some other board yeah, games. Yeah, I would is, too. Because you, you do have those games where you're playing against somebody and they just single a person out, and they just keep going after that person. And then it's like, okay, someone else sees that, and like, well, I could go after him too. And then he's out of the game, and then all I have to worry then about is this guy. Yeah, and then I can win. And then it yeah. just kind of ruins that game for yeah, that person. Exactly. So I do like that that aspect where you cannot just solely gang up on this one person. Yeah, I think that's very that's a that was an innovative idea. Yeah. So uh, the next game we played was. Funkoverse, which you would think would be right up my alley. The Golden Girls. That's cool. I did not play it. I have never played one of the Funkoverse games, though I own three versions of it. Yes. So I gotta say, one. One of them is half the Golden Girls. These these mini Funkos are just awesome. I mean, they they look like the Golden Girls. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I'm looking at the B. Arthur character, which was Dorothy. Dorothy. It looks like freaking B. Arthur. Yep. Uh, uh, Blanche, or Rose's back is to me, but from what I can tell with the way the hair looks, it looks like uh, Betty White. I mean, it yep. just does. No, they were they were very, very well done. Um, we just played a four-player kind of area control. Yeah, yeah. And so it was teams of two, and I, I did not have uh, a teammate. So I Aww. just, yeah. I just had to take two characters <coughs> and I annihilated them. Yeah, because a, here's the deal, um, and I, I really hope that I did did not annihilate them so bad they don't ever want to play me again. But Jess and Amanda are not familiar with like area control yeah, games, yeah. so they were going after the tokens and getting the points. Yep. And I I did explain at the beginning of the game like you have to control this area, this area, and this area at the end of a round, which is. Everyone takes a turn. That's one round. Yep. And Whoever controls these areas the will get a point. And so basically after about six rounds, I had enough points to win. Yeah. Like I said, I've watched it played. I, I did attack them, though. Yeah, well, I, I, had, I wanted to make sure that they didn't feel like I was just taking the control. No, right. I pushed them on the ground. I pushed uh, pushed the grandma on the on the. You got to do that. On Sophia, the ground. You push Sophia down. Yep, pushed her down. Um Brutal. Yeah, Dorothy was she's she's a fighter. Sounds about right though. She's so. the one that attacked Blanche and Sophia based on BR. So and then Betty White an just kind of she's a little area control and she's like, all right, I'm over here. This yeah. is mine. Point, point, point. We win. Yeah. 
Oh, it so, looks fun. And like I said, uh, the two player games though, because they're double sided boards. Yep. So um, the one the one board is their house. Uh, the other side of that is uh, a scene from the Golden Girl show, which is a birthday party with some clowns. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and then the other one is uh, the beach, and the other side of the board is oh, a, is a grocery store. Okay. And so you have different scenarios you can play with two players, and then if you want to play more than two players, that's where you flip the boards and then you go to an area control. It's kind of neat. So yeah, uh, the pieces are. Just phenomenal. Well, and the dice are the nice etched oh, yeah, dice I see with those, the paint. Yeah. Look like uh, um, almost like um, uh, King of Tokyo dice with the bams on there. Yes, that is yep. that is close. Um, or uh, actually, more dice masters. Yeah, although King of Tokyo has don't they have? I don't know. That's they the have, big chunky green dice. Yeah, but being but they have back. the same symbol for the for what looks like the energy or for the the, the energy is lightning bolt. Well, no, the hurt and the, the hurt the, is a a claw. Okay, you're right. So yeah. I don't know what the hell that looks like. That'd be like Starburst, like yeah, uh, Starburst, like like Dice Masters. Like Dice like Masters. Said. It's okay. You were getting there. Or uh, Quarters as that <laughs> yeah, too. I think which so. is the yeah. originator. Yep, exactly. The better version. Um, I'm a big Funko Pop guy. I think we've established that over I the think, last. Honestly, few this is a dangerous ground for you. I think yeah. once you start playing these games, you are gonna get hooked. And in the more cool expansions they come out with, or standalone yeah. games, or whatever. Especially the ones that that really, I think the Jaws one, that one looks really cool because you you get you get a shot. Jaws. I mean, yeah. he that's what you get. Yep. And I think there, I think there's an expansion with Brody. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I think it's only two characters in that. Uh, or no, yeah, maybe there's two. Uh, well, it's uh, there's two different expansions. There's there's the shark, and uh, you get. Oh, I cannot um, think it was he's like. Oh, um, he's got that deep Robert, voice. Yeah, like, Robert. You haven't uh, seen a shark's yeah, eyes, TV. <laughs> it's the two guys who didn't like each other in real life, and I yeah. can't think of that is. Uh, the goodbye girl guy and uh, like Robert Shaw. Robert eyes. Shaw's character. And what's the other Black guy's name? Black and lifeless. Anyway, those two guys <laughs> are, the, are the... But yeah, the thing is, okay, Funko Pop's generally about three inches. The standard Funko, Funko Pop, about yep. three inches. These are probably an inch and a half, yep. maybe, half size. Uh, very, very, very... Very so detailed, cool. very detailed, and if you if you're a Funko Pop collector, you know that those figures are very detailed and yep. and there's something about them, and I haven't been able to figure it out. I collect out of the box when I when I display them because uh, you can't see the stuff when they're not when they're in the box. You can yeah. see them when they're on display. What's so. not cooler than Dorothy doing a karate kick to Sophia's face? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> so they're just really cool. They, and they, Sophia's got a handbag she can beat you with. Yeah, there you go. Um. Betty White uh, Rose, uh, she has a cheesecake that if she gets knocked on the ground, you can use the cheesecake to stand back up. Nice. Very <laughs> so. nice. And I don't, Blanche probably has something to do with sex appeal. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yep. Um, actually, her, her abilities were like flirt. Yep. And uh, something to do with men. That and sounds yeah, right. It sounds was, about right. I'm not a big I mean, Golden Girls fan. No, they they nailed the theme on this game. They they. Yeah, it was it was they just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, like I say, I'm not a big Golden Girls fan. Didn't watch the show when it was on, uh, and it was on. Oh, now Jess is binge watching. Yeah, Golden Girls but right I, now. but I, I mean, everybody's familiar with the characters. They're kind of iconic. I used to watch it all the time when I was growing up. <coughs> so yeah, they're iconic characters, and they look like their characters. It's really cool. Well, this was uh, 2019. Yep. Uh, designer. 
Prospero Hall. Yep. You said oh, that. weird. Yeah. That's the uh, same one as Villainous. Yeah. Oh, oh no, you say oh. that. Oh. Is it the same company that does No, that? Funko Games is who puts okay, out yep. this. Yep, yep, yep. So she's the. Or, I, she or he? I I'm not know. sure. Prosperio. That's, Prosperio, uh, I would say, is probably a dude, but kay. I honestly don't know. Could Apologize, but either way, this person does a good uh, job with games. Designed Villainous and also designed uh, the Funkoverse of Golden Girls. Yeah. So very, very well done. Very impressed. I did not play it. How do you rate it? Uh, I give it a Smoking Joe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just, I just the little. Little pop vinyls running around on the. I mean, it's just yeah. oh, they're. they're I suspect awesome. that if I play the game, that would probably be close to what I. I'd go maybe a high average Joe to a smoking Joe. You know what? I think there's probably going to be a chance for you to play it. I seeing that I've got two, One, two three, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven boxes you, of yep. Funkoverse, and you do have the Kool Aid Man too. I do. That's one of the ones I have. Is Kool Aid Man? I believe I have one of the Golden Girl ones. I cannot remember well, what the third one is. The Kool Aid Man, one of his abilities is, oh yeah, yeah, and he can break into any game. Yep, and he can splash his juice on you. Oh god! And that was oh, one thing that god. Jess asked me. She's like, "Well, are, are you going to play with the Kool Aid Man so you can splash juice on Betty White?" And I'm like, "That just nah. sounds wrong. That just sounds wrong." I I don't think I will this time. But as much as I appreciate you offering that, because you know where my mind is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it is Betty White. She would allow it. She would so. think it was funny. Yep. So anything for a laugh. Oh yeah. But yeah, I would definitely give that a smoking Joe. Good deal. I like that. It looks like a fun game. Um. So what? Uh, what did we talk about last time that we had a little discussion? Oh yeah. Well, it was. Uh, well, there was two. There were two. But the first Let's one. Let's go I guess with the first one. Probably go with. Is the uh, Century Spice Road versus Century Gollum, and are they the same <sighs> game? Well, our listeners spoke, and they said, and they said, Tom is more right <laughs> than than Joe. I would have to agree with our listeners, um, and thank you. <laughs> yes, uh, so it was close, though it. For me, it is it is the same game. It is. Yeah. I will I will bow. Um, it is the same game. It is a totally different theme to it. It is. But I will it is, admit it that. is exactly the same game. It yes. is. Um, you could play with either. You cards, could literally take the cards from one game and play them. For me, the other I game. just I don't know. I just did not. I didn't get the the same enjoyment from the Spice Road that I do from the Gotham Edition. The the theme and the artwork. And the pieces were just so much better for me for yeah. Gollum because you brought over Spice Road originally, I did. yeah. And to me, it sounds stupid because they're they're the the same game. I would play Splendor over Spice Road. Would you play Gollum over Splendor? I would. Yeah, I and I get that. And I and so I, it's and, it's the theme for me. And you understand we it's did those not pieces. We did not disagree as much as we just had a different philosophy because I like the Gollum I like to be edition stubborn. quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, and you're about to hear me be stubborn. But anyway, <laughs> I like the Gollum edition quite a bit as well because those components are really cool. I am very much looking forward to seeing the next two games in the Gollum version, which they did not have any intention of doing. And it turns out that those games are not going to be the same as the second version of the Spice games or the third version of the Spice games. They're going to be completely different games Yep, from what I understand. In other words, you're not going to see the same game for the Gollum edition that you saw for Spice Road. 
So that's kind of neat. I like the fact that they did that. So I'm looking forward to that. And then our second discussion. Okay, so... And thank you again, by the way, for taking my side on that one. Yeah, if you could see the grin on his face, I'm just <laughs> I'm going to whip out a knife here and let's put a little smile on it. No, I think we're good. We're good. <laughs> so he had his, his grin, you can't see it right now, <laughs> of the but it goes from ear to ear. Basically, I've yeah. never seen this man smile as much as this. <laughs> I'm about to get sad, though. So. Yeah, very, very sad, actually. Well, not very sad, um, because I'm sticking to my guns. But anyway... <laughs> Really, that's, and, that's ironic because that's exactly what Bruce Willis did in Die Hard, the Christmas movie. And I think I have something that actually sort of trumps no matter what anybody said in their emails to us, which you're entitled to your opinion, wrong as it may be. Wow. I told you. I, I would like to point out that Joe, the other half of this podcast, um, bowed yes. out graciously. Yes, you did. And acknowledged and that I he was wrong. Very much appreciate but Tom, that you did. The stubborn man he is. Now, that's Tom Kleberad. You can Correct. find him in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I'm on Facebook, so, you know, whatever. Good luck spelling yep. my last name, though. Oh, yeah. anyway, uh, don't no, worry. You, All you have to do is look at the show notes, and it's spelled it's out for out, you. It's yep. Yep. Copy and paste. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, um, Hash, uh, Hashil Parambaden. I apologize if I slaughtered your name, but he goes by Hash. Yep. Um, so, he says, uh, Die Hard is one of my most Favorite Christmas movies. Come on, what's not Christmassy about it? It's about an estranged family where a dad is trying to make it home for the holidays on Christmas Eve. It's got a grinchy villain, amazing standalone lines, and the whole story is just a different take on the standard holiday movie formula. Now, Tom is freaking out and twitching no, right now. I'm not freaking out. I'm just <laughs> thinking to myself that this and I'm you're entitled to your opinion, and I love all of our listeners, don't get me wrong here. But you're pasting that on. I mean, oh, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no, we're not done yet. Wrong. I know. I read the emails. <laughs> but I still have a Trump. Okay. Up. So Jeremy says, um, also, Die Hard is 100% a Christmas movie. Again, Tom's twitching a little bit. I'm not. So we're, we're going to go ahead. And <laughs> uh, even the director, John McTiernan, Confirmed it. And, well, after the and fact, by the way. It's a Wonderful Life is as well. So, I have to say, Joe's right on that. Now, you do understand that Bruce Willis actually says it's not a Christmas movie, correct? He doesn't matter. It's the director okay, that matters. Whatever. whatever. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay. This is one that we will actually never, ever agree on. Um, And here's one for... Let's see. I don't think Randy actually said on the Die Hard. He was... No. No, he, he didn't, didn't say. He, he just he said on the uh, century, and he was very kind of down the line on the yeah, century he, games. Like he understood yeah. how you could see it, but essentially, there's the same game. He basically sees it the way both you and I actually right. see that one. So um, then, Eric, uh, let's see here. I think he mostly just he sent us a picture of the six foot dragon. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy with the game room, right? Yeah, yes. a really cool game room. Thank you for sending um, those pictures. Okay. Okay. So here's, here's the Eric one that sort said, of... he's so you've got one for you. I've already got two for me. Yeah. So Eric says, sadly, I do think sadly, I have to go. No, be proud. <laughs> he's sad about <laughs> it. Um, sadly, I do think I have to go with Tom on both issues. Yay. I consider Carcassonne and Snow Carcassonne to be the same. So it seems Gollum is more like Century Deluxe Edition. And the actual, there than an go. actual different There you game. go. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't played Gollum version, so who knows. Uh, that could make all the difference. My opinion on Die Hard 
is even shakier grounds because I haven't seen that one since the mid-90s. So, we're going on a 20-year memory here. Okay. Uh, but I wouldn't think of a movie that took part early in July as an Independence Day movie unless there was an actual plot reason for it, which there was, The Christmas Party. Okay. So, again, uh -huh. he's going on a memory that's like 20-some 20, 20 years old. Oh, again. And then again, Gremlins does happen to be a great Christmas movie. Well, so, he gets the thing as a Christmas present. And he's going to a Christmas party. Doesn't compute. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't compute the same way. Oh, wow. Okay, so... Uh, so that was one for me, so that, that I, one so I win. No, not even close. <laughs> well, my second my second uh, for Robert. Me. Yeah, this one disappoints so, me a little. Robert, I love you. Don't get me wrong. You're my favorite view or favorite listeners right now from England. But this one hurts. Uh so I'm gonna go ahead and read his whole email yeah, here. He's pretty, because pretty brilliant. this is this is worded perfectly. Okay, so first he has to say that Joe is wrong. I'm sure that hurt a lot when he was writing it because we oh. let's be honest. I mean he, he loves me. I'm I'm Batman. I think he loves both of us, but go ahead. Yeah. But you're more of Robin. Oh, I mean, yeah, but Robin was an integral part of the team. So He was go. an integral part of the team, but he didn't get to drive the Batmobile. He did not. No. But he got to slide down the pole. You got a motorcycle. Yeah. You got a sidecar. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Motorcycles yeah. are awesome. You did get to slide that pole. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, read on. Anyway, <laughs> so he says Joe's wrong about the Century Games being the same game. Kind of. <laughs> it's really just a question of definitions. So... I admit I am wrong on that. So well, I, I did say it was the same game. Yeah. So just a different theme. I, I do enjoy the theme. Um, so he's got different definitions on what how you would rate a game as being different. Um, I really like it. So one would be reskinning. Mechanically identical with the superficial changes. Centric Golem, Spice, different chesses, so on and so forth. Right. Risk. Um Different variants or additions, uh, fundly, fundamentally the same core mechanics and or theming, but slight tweaks. Hundreds of versions of Risk, like I said, yep. Monopoly, etc., and multiple editions of more modern games such as The War of the Ring. The third thing, different versions expansions. You're still playing a very similar game, but there's enough differentiate, uh, differentiation of that game that can make it feel different. Expansions of Carcassonne and Catan, different Catan-based games, such as like the Star Trek Catan, yep. the Seafarers, the Spacefarers. Spacefarers, yeah. Um, with, uh, with Carcassonne, I, you know, yes, it is essentially the same tile lane game, but the Amazonas... They add, they add things that just change a regular the mechanic. Carcassonne, yeah. completely different. You're going yep. down a river, and there's things that you have to void versus... You're building a kingdom. I, I will say, here's one game <clears throat> that the mechanics did not change even a little bit, but the addition or the expansion changed the game completely. It was Viticulture. Okay, and I still have not played that because you won't it. bring it over! I'll make sure I bring it over. Or okay. We'll get Kim to bring her copy, but yeah, with the addition. That might be easier, actually. Yeah, probably. I think you said yours was hiding buried, behind uh, buried Army of Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, the, the, um, <clears throat> the expansion or the Forget what they called it. Changed the game. Made it a lot better. But it's the same mechanics. So, anyway. So, and then his fourth point is similar but different games. Things like Agricola, 
and Caverna, right. which have significantly similar DNA, but are undeniably distinct. Yep. So it is at that, this four point, that I would probably broadly classify something as a different game, but is generally quite pedantic, and all of the categories have soft edges and plenty of overlap. Which, but it was pretty thought out. I, and at this point, I'm thinking to myself, Robert, you're the best. Yeah, because you, you agreed. I agree. Now, to his second point, and this is where Tom starts to weep and twitch a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, however, some... I've got to say, Tom was wrong on Die Hard. And he, very, very capital. I mean, that's yeah. basically the whole email. Oh, Tom I see it was right there. wrong. I see it right there. Oh, okay. Ugh. Maybe it's the same size letter. I it is. I emphasize letter, it. But yeah, I think um, your, your intonation. <laughs> Die Hard, it is absolutely a Christmas movie in my head. I would say my, again, very broad and non-infallible <laughs> list of characteristics of Christmas movie would be, one, generally, but not necessarily, have some kind of link to Christmas time. Christmas party for Die Hard. Two, are films that are have a broad appeal. Die Hard obviously has a broad appeal with having how many movies. But Die Hard, the first movie, set it apart. That is the only one, in my opinion, that so is a Christmas movie. by that definition... I will slap you where <laughs> you sit. By that definition, Airplane... I'll take that as a Christmas movie. ...is a Christmas movie. Ghostbusters Whoa, is a Christmas Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters is a Christmas movie, sir. No. Yes. It is not. Takes place at Christmas time. God. Part of the movie does. There's a Christmas tree. They're singing. It could be a Fourth of July movie then, because part of it takes place during the Fourth of July. Ooh, it could also. It could be a two-parter. Oh my god. Okay. So anyway, go on. <laughs> so, I, Robert's brilliant email just got a little less brilliant. Okay. okay. Wow. Robert, still love you. <laughs> I love think ya. you're the best. That's Tom, why. obviously, he's you no. Know, he's, you're he's, right up there. You're up there. But well, for I'm the first gonna, part of the I'm email. just going to cut it as you're right. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Continue. Okay. So, uh, third point is films that tend to sit somewhere middling along the excitement, adventure, and emotional spectrums that make for fairly easy viewing while not being dull. So, Pirates of the Caribbean Christmas movie. Oh, totally. You're speaking Jess's language now. Um, and then number four, films that have rewatchable quality, iconic moments, and quotable <laughs> lines, etc. So well, Dumb and Dumber is a Christmas movie. Oh, you are rocking Big Lebo- it. Big Lebowski, Christmas You know, movie. I didn't think you would be on this Jesus. page, but, you know, I'm, I'm agreeing not, with you, you right now. I can tell. Clearly I'm not. Oh, I don't get sarcasm. Go on. <laughs> read, read, read. Um, so while that is def- uh, definitely something that I just made up while I was typing, uh, I think it reflects what makes for something that is f- that a family can sit around laughing and joking together while it plays and just spend time together after they're knackered out by a busy morning and a big meal. So I would like to point out that we have a diehard board game. Yes. Which we will play Christmas. We did not get to play last year. (laughs) Because we had a much more Christmassy themed game to play. We ran out of time, man. Well, what was our Christmas theme last year? I don't remember. Diehard Christmas. Oh, yeah. So it's wrong, but okay. So um, he also wanted to give us a shout out for a massive thank you for the um, Jaja Academy. Jiksha Jaja. So it arrived uh, about a week ago. Good. Um, Him and his partner are playing it. They had a great time. 
Um, they really enjoy the innovation in having let the opponent have the first yeah, pack that's, of cards. that's actually the coolest thing uh, about that game. It included some tricky decisions, so I uh, sent us a picture of them playing it, so really yeah. appreciate that. That was pretty cool. And it was a very well-written, up-to-a-certain-point email, Robert. Uh, they've also been playing uh, Catacombs, which is a dexterity dungeon crawler. Oh, yeah, that and one looked kind of cool. That, as well. that one looked really cool. I wonder if that is that something that's available worldwide or just I have in actually Great seen Britain? it. Have you? I, have um, I just I have not had a chance to pick it up. Yeah, it looks good. So he had a question for us, okay. and I gotta say, I really struggled with this one. Okay. Um, the question for both of us this week is: if we had to recommend a set of three games to show off the best that the board gaming hobby has to offer, Ooh. which would they be, and why? So I have thought and thought and thought about this because I have. I have sold board games. I've talked about board games. I, I love meeting new people and finding out what they enjoy. And here's my answer to this. And okay. and then you can have at it. Okay. So my answer to this is it is very hard to pick three games that showcase the best of board gaming hobby to anybody that's new. Because you have to find out what interests that person. Um, you know, if, if all they've ever played were Sorry and Uno and Monopoly and stuff like that, you gotta kind of find out what their likes are. Do they like murder mysteries? Do they like, um, uh, you know, fantasy themes? Do they, what kind, what interests them? What gets them hooked? What I have had luck with are usually simplistic games yep. that have pretty bits. And that's what'll hook people. Um, new people that have no idea that this hobby exists to the extent it actually does. And I know for us, like the the tabletop hobby is is huge. Oh yeah. But it's not. Well, it is such a niche hobby, and so many people do not know about it. Well, and the weird part of this, and this is at a game convention where you would think people would know about board game people. Yep. There were a great number of people who had no idea who Tom Vassell was. Yeah. That was very surprising to me. That was at Geekway to the West. Yep. He showed up. I don't think he was announced. And there were a lot of people when we'd say, God, did you get to see Tom Vassell? He's here. Who? Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's, so it's a, great it's a hobby, very very niche it hobby. Niche. It's uh so in my experience, without really going into finding everything that a person likes in their life, whether they're readers or they watch fantasy movies or or they have a favorite IP, because um, if I start going into all that and then it's like, hey, let's play a board game. First thing in their mind is this guy's a huge nerd. Yep. And he wants to play Monopoly for six hours. <laughs> what I have to do is I have to find something that is easily teachable, that has pretty components, that I can get them introduced into that will suck them into the hobby. Right. So the first game on my list is not everyone's favorite game. Um, I hear a lot of people bashing it. It's Splendor. Yeah. Because here's why. It is a very easy game to teach. There is one page of instructions. 
So if I take a new person into that game, they're not going to get overwhelmed. I don't have to sit there and explain 15 pages of rules to them. It's you get to do this, 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 or this. Yep. That's it. You can only have so many coins, and it's it's teaching them to build an engine. Yep. And that is the core of that game is that just that simple engine building, and it's it's getting them there. And then they get these awesome poker chips. Yeah. And they tactile. Yes. It's just it's it's pleasing to look at. It gets them there, and from there. They want more. You can introduce them to a mechanic that is used in a lot of different games in different ways in a very simple yep. way. Perfect example, my parents. My parents are not gamers, but I can get them to sit down and play any board game I want with me because I took those simple steps. I started them out with Zombie Dice. Yep. I started them out with Splendor. Simpler games, and then we built from there. So now I can say, okay, let's play this game. Well, how do we play this game? Okay, you, remember you guys game. know how to play Splendor. Well, this takes that, and then we add this to it. Yep. And it it's it's not as intimidating for them. So we get to play more more interesting games, and so now they're they're playing more sophisticated games and a little bit more strategy than just Zombie Dice. Zombie Dice is another great fun game yep. that doesn't take a lot of strategy or i mean it's it's rolling the dice yeah it's you, yahtzee. you are it's essentially yahtzee yeah i mean if the theme is you're a zombie you're rolling three dice at random that are different levels of difficulty each color is a different level which by the way <laughs> forgot to say this i ordered the deluxe or nice. the, the new variant of zombie dice with the translucent dice very cool had to um <laughs> so anyway and also if you're a seasoned gamer and you bling out your games, that is also going to attract people. Yep, exactly. So for me, I got these miniature 3D dice or uh, miniature 3D brains. Yep. And they just they look aesthetically pleasing. It's like I'm a zombie. Oh, okay. Well, brains, I just I ate these yeah. people. I have this brain. So you need 13 brains in front of you, and you've got that you know push your luck element, which is also a fun. It's a fun game element. You know, there's a lot of games out there that push your luck. And so you've got these different elements, and, and you throw it, and it's it's pleasing. And then it's like, okay, so let's play this other game. Well, this is this is similar to this. Yep. This has and you this just keep thing. going on that. The other one is uh, Carcassonne for me. Yep. I know a lot of people go towards Catan, but I like the tile laying. And if you just take a base version of Carcassonne, for instance, um, I got my parents to play Fences, okay, which is a a simple tile laying game. Um, a little bit of area control, but yeah. I got them to play that because they were familiar with they Carcassonne. Carcassonne yeah. So when I when I introduced fences, it has a little bit different. It, I mean, it's not it's not the same game. No, it's, but it's got it's, it has similar, similar aspects. It's, you have a little more area control yeah. in that. Um, you've got different abilities, and there's also not a whole lot of rules to that. Right. When you take something like that in there, that's that's just it works well, and so you know. You could even mix and match. You could do, instead of Carcassonne, you could do Fences because it's a small yeah. box yep. and it's got a lot of playability in there, but it's also one page of rules and a lot of game there. So you take these smaller box games, you take these easier to learn, but 
more strategy. Like the yeah. more they play them, the more you start to see the wheels turn. It's like, yep, they're getting this. They're starting to build a strategy, and before I know it, I am going to lose horribly to them. <laughs> so fortunately, I haven't had too many people kick my butt in Splendor. Right, but there is a way oh, God. that I just cannot wrap my mind around, and that's the take the short way, but the only the big cards. Yeah, I did it one and, time. Yeah, and you you're like I I don't know if I can do this, and I and I don't honestly. To, and we talked about yep. this. I honestly don't remember how the hell I did it. But you won. But I won, and, and, it, and it was, was only within, a few points in front of me, and it was within probably five rounds or something yeah. like that. I mean. But it involves getting the big point cards and building your things to get them, and it's it worked. But I still don't know how. But that'd be my three games. I would do Splendor, Splendor Zombie Dice, Zombie Dice, right? Yep. yep, and, and then uh, Fences or Kirkusan. Yep. Okay, I am probably with you on Splendor. I think that is one of my three for the same for the same reasons. Basically, it's a good introductory engine builder game. Um. My second game would probably be and has to be King of Tokyo. Oh, yep. It's essentially Yahtzee. Yep. But it adds a pretty terrific theme and a little bit of strategy. Um, but it's a mechanic that most people know from being very young people. Roll dice, pick which three you want to keep or one you want to keep or two you want to keep. Roll again, keep whatever you want, roll for the third time, now you're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty easy game to learn. Same type of deal. I think the rule set is maybe two or three pages, something like that. Uh, the symbols on the dice make it pretty obvious as to what's happening. Really easy to pick up, really easy to teach people. And then the other one that I think that I would pick is, and it's one we talked about earlier, was uh, because you have the promo for it, is Seven Wonders. Because it teaches you uh, basically deck building. Well, tableau building more than deck building, but and it teaches you drafting. Okay. So it's two mechanics that are real important in a lot of games, tableau building and, and drafting. Um, and I just, and it's one of the first games I ever played. Dominion is the one I was thinking of as well that would be in there because that is a deck building game. And I love deck builders. Um, but I think Seven Wonders is actually a little easier to get into as far as kind of an introductory game. I also considered, obviously, uh, uh, Ticket to Ride and, and the Carcassonne and, 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 uh, uh, the other one, the other tile lane game, uh, that we talked about that you talked about, I can't think of the name of right now. Fences? No. Carcassonne. Carcassonne, I mentioned. What's the other one? Uh, Catan. Oh. Which is tiling. It's more, it's yeah, dice it's... rolling and dice rolling and area control kind of. I consider Resource those, yeah, I consider those because they have those mechanics and they're pretty easy to teach people, but th- those are the three that I really like was King of Tokyo, Splendor, and, uh, 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 Seven Wonders. Yep. I think those are all good kind of base introductory games. Ticket to Ride was right up there when I was thinking about it because it teaches a lot of... I mean, it's another one that people are kind of familiar with. It's not that far off of games like Life or Monopoly because it's a relatively simple mechanic and a simple game, but it's got a lot more strategy than some of those other ones do. So those are my three. But I think I think what it comes down to with anything... When you're teaching a new person or trying to get a new person sucked into this amazing hobby, yeah, is getting to know them, yeah, being inviting. Your personality is huge. If yeah. you if you're easygoing, not pushy. Don't be pushy. No, don't do that. But if you're easygoing, you're inviting. 
that will bring a person into gaming or trying out a game. And then also try not to annihilate them in it. Remember, yeah. they're new to it. Yep. They're they're if you want them to continue down this awesome path, you just you you've got to be able to be that person. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about this after I read this email, too, and, and my evolution into board gaming started like everybody else's. You know, my parents and I and my brother played uh, Monopoly. We played Life. We played Risk. Uh, we played some of the 3M games. Uh, and then I met some friends in high school, and we started playing Dungeons & Dragons, I guess was a big one, and we played Diplomacy, and then we played uh, a couple of other board games that were... But then I met a group of people here in Sioux Falls, and they introduced me to things like uh, uh, the the uh, King Arthur game, the cooperative King Arthur game with the traitor. Shadows over Camelot. Shadows over Camelot. Yeah, they introduced me to uh, uh, Deep Space Nine. They introduced me to uh, number well Dominion. They introduced me to to Seven Wonders. Uh, the Ions Group introduced me to a bunch of different games as well, and a lot of more simple games, but they lead you to. And that's kind of the thing that sucks you in, is it leads you to more and more and more complex, interesting games. Axio and Axio Rota, extremely abstract games. But once you've played other games, those abstract games become, you can relate to things. Mm -hmm. You can relate to other mechanics or other games that you've played. That You go, okay, now I know kind of what I need to do here to do this strategy or this strategy or this strategy. So it's just, yeah, good question. Really, really good question. And, Robert, what I'd like and what you other listeners I would like you to do is maybe send us your three games. You know, the three games that you think are either good introductory games or the games that got you into board game gaming. Uh, what was the question again? It says, if you had to recommend a set of three games. So if you have three games you want to recommend, send those to us and let us know. Because we do like reading your emails. Like I say, oh, Joe, yeah. Joe sent them to me, and it was just fun to sit there and read those when I had some time to do it. So thanks for that. You're welcome. And thanks to you listeners as well. There's virtual hugs coming through the microphone. Exactly. <laughs> Socially distant virtual hugs. Yeah. High five right in the face. Exactly. Slap well, the mustache in the face, off. That's no, mustache will fight you and win every time. It lost against the diehard debate. No, it's not. Proudly standing up and winning. I'm gonna yeah. shave you in your sleep. That is one. Honestly, we'll <laughs> never agree. To, we'll never agree on. But oh, and that was I forgot my my main point on this was what when we were talking about this before we started the podcast, somebody was pretty stern about the fact that it's not a Christmas movie. Who was that? My wife. Your wife. Yeah, said, but she's wrong. No, she's not. She's exactly right on that. No, the listeners they they proved it. She's wrong. They used... Well, never mind. I'm not going to go into it because I love our listeners. <laughs> Even though they're not correct in their assessments of what a Christmas wow. is. See, I we humbly can, accepted defeat, I, but Tom just stands at the top of the mountain and keeps slashing at us. When I talked about this with you last week, It's like you're the top of Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, except I'm not going to fall off it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You still got that. Uh, you got that Hans Gruber vibe. Yeah. Well, I like that. That's okay. I find that. I see that as a compliment. Okay. He dies in Alan the movie. Alan Rickman. But Alan Rickman played the character, and he was awesome. So, yes. There you go. Also died in the movie. Yeah. But he wasn't because of Christmas or anything like that. It was because he got no. Pushed he did. Out of Christmas prevailed. Okay. He got pushed out of a window by a guy that was basically Santa Claus. No. Saving Christmas. Oh my Okay, so that's uh, I think that's about it. I don't. We're never going to agree on that. We 
Uh, I think we're both actually kind of correct on the Century Spice Road, Century Golem. Yeah, I think we both I think, accurately won our debates. Yeah, and it wasn't really a debate. I think we both tend nope, to agree. I won the Die Hard one, and, the, uh, and Tom won Century Golem. No, you did not win the Die Hard one, but okay. I mean, you did technically because oh, oh, of the, because of people being wrong in their opinion of what a Christmas which you movie is. Said you did right, but I am also correct. So there you go. <laughs> I am correct. Okay. <laughs> so, <sighs> okay so what we are going to give away on today's podcast? Oh yeah. So first thing we're going to do is uh, we released our last podcast episode halfway through last week. Yep. So. We're going to let that round. We will reveal the winner. So there's still time to get your entries in for last episode's game. Correct. Which was for Epic Monster Tea Party. That's right. So all you have to do is you can still email us in. You can still get in on the debate. On the debate, yep. So we'll still accept entries until uh, we do our podcast, which is next Friday evening. Okay. Um, but tonight we are going to give away, we have a really cool silicone dice, dice carrier. Car- yeah, dice case. It holds a full and, set of D&D dice. Yeah, basically. and it's, they are very hefty. They're very solid silicone, and they, it's just really cool. So we are going to give away the red, black, and white case. Ah. Uh, they do not come with dice, but the, you can put your favorite set of dice in there yep. and make sure they're... They're sufficiently protected. They will be very well protected. So all you need to do in that is say Tom is wrong. Or Joe is wrong. No. Nope. I'm fine with either one. About uh, everything important about Die Hard. Or Joe is wrong about everything important about Die Hard. Wow. Uh, no. All, all, all you have to do is, uh, if you want to enter into the dice holder, is I love dice. Yeah. That works perfectly. Yeah. I love dice. And Tom's the wrong. Phrase. And Joe's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so that's what we're giving away in this episode. Um, so we will let that one uh, ride for about two weeks, and then what we'll do is we'll just we'll have a two week uh, period, so that way everyone can have a chance yep. to listen to the podcast and get their entries in. And so next next Friday we'll reveal the winner for Epic Monster Tea Party. The following Friday we will reveal the winner for the dice holder. Um, next Friday, we will reveal a new entry. A new, entry, a new so, game to, win, to try and win. Um, but another thing is I did create a team for Extra Life. It's okay. Average Joe's Gaming. Uh, if you are interested in being part of our team but want to remit, raise money for your local hospital, that is definitely doable. All you have to do is when you sign up, it's free to sign up. It's free to raise money. You just choose your local hospital but be part of our team. If you don't want to be part of our team and you want to raise money, by all means, do it. It's a great cause. We strongly encourage it. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy to have Tom by my side on this one. And we are going to do November 7th is okay. the day for the official Extra Life. We are doing a 24-hour deal. So we, have, we will have an online presence. We will also have a local event. We will be taking measures to make sure it is uh, sanitary and safe. But... Um, we are going to have a local event, and we are going to have people um, that want to help out, help out, and whoever doesn't, uh, we wish them the best. So we want to have a very successful, very fun event, and we know everyone is just itching to get out. So yeah, um, this will it'll scratch a couple itches there. So you get to help some, some really cool, sick kids, um, and 
a great cause, and then you get to play games because that's also hours a, a really cool thing to do. It is a lot of fun. So, and if you are like Robert, you're cross seas, man. Uh, if you're you coming easily, to the U.S., <laughs> well, good well, luck with that. Unfortunately, you, can, you could stream online. Yeah, you could and, actually and play some games, and yep. it doesn't have to be board games. It actually started as video games. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you you can play video games. You can do whatever you want. Um, you don't have to do it for the full 24 hours. Actually, it says on the website that throughout the year, 24 hours throughout the year. So you don't have to do it right. for the 24 hours. You can start now. A few individuals day days. like to do it for that 24 hours. It's it's a marathon for us. But you know, it's you don't feel obliged to where you have to do a 24 hour deal. Yeah. So um, becomes a challenge though. We do apologize if we become a little repetitive on Extra Life, but it really does matter to us. Yeah. So it's, it's a cool um, You'll cause. probably hear a little bit about it on every episode until sure it actually will. happens. And then yep. we'll have a special podcast. Um, from there, I suppose. Yeah. We'll probably have a special shout-out from yep. there. So I, I can easily set that up. Easily. But, um, yeah, we'll have plenty to talk about. So it's a really cool thing. Extra Life, um, I'll share uh, as much information as I can on that. Uh, I don't have a whole lot set up right now. But I do have the team made, and uh, as of right now, I'm the only team member. So um, I'll be joining that shortly. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I I I brushed this with Tom tonight. Um, I actually uh, kind of pulled the trigger on that one uh, the other day, and that's because I I want to make sure the hall was available, and it was, and so I checked the date, got it done. Um, so. It's, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it is. It is a great cause, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, usually, get a real good mix of people involved in these things. A lot of and, mustaches. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. Good night. Hey, do you want to play games for a good cause? Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers all over the world who play games to heal kids at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Find out more at extra-life.org. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast Group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also f- listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio.